Yo, it is totally Monday today. It's totally Monday, May 16th. We have so much to talk about. We're talking about, oh gosh, Peloton, VW, McDonald's, Vroom, Car Gurus. I, I really mean it. We're going to try to squeeze it in. Everywhere I go, the people <laughs> really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and I just had to go straight list mode. We did, <laughs> there's no way we were going to fit in any. Okay, here we go. Topics of the day. Done. Ready? <laughs> That's what we're going to do today. Oh, we're man. Just hang with us. Strap, if you're driving, strap, like get the seatbelt a little tight because we're, we're going to be flying this morning. It's Without a, a doubt. But uh, before we get into the news, um, we definitely want to take a moment to just acknowledge that what happened in Buffalo, right? Yeah. The mass shooting in Buffalo. Buffalo is not that far. We have really great friends, uh, Matt Lasher and the West Harada group who are everywhere in Buffalo. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of wrestled over like, oh, do we start with some heaviness? And then, you know, it was like, acknowledging the fact that the world feels a little different today. And then yep. for some feet, people, it feels a lot different. And uh, acknowledging that at, at, at the outset, you know, where people first were people facing. So, yep. yeah, I think the reality is, is that it doesn't matter whether you're an industry partner, OEM dealer, uh, there are people in and amongst you that have a different perspective uh, this morning and uh, walk into work, walk into grocery stores, um, seeing the world a little bit differently. And so, uh, just recognizing that, not being afraid of those conversations and really of that listening, uh, I think is important as we try and build culture in all of the places that we, you know, live, work and play. And so um, be cognizant of, the, cognizant of that uh, and be be ready to listen and ready to be aware and and uh, yeah, push back on on, uh, you know, the, the things of this world that are not as they should be. There you go. Opportunity there to serve go. some people is what that sounds like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, retailers Let's get into it. Let's of, go. A lot of Q1, a lot of Q1 uh, earnings going to be reported. So it's always do. We're always in for a wild week. We're going to talk about some earnings and some uh, publicly traded movement today. Um, also, talk. You know, we spent a little time this weekend getting ready for the Virginia Auto Dealer Convention. Even though it's like a month away, yeah. it's only a month away. Uh, we're excited to, to spend time in uh, Asheville, North Carolina with the Virginia Auto Dealers Association. It's our first auto ADA thing that we've done like together, and so. We're going to be like locked up with these people for like three days. I'm really excited about it because the difference between like the VADA and probably any digital dealer or anything like that is it's 95% dealers. And yeah. so I'm really like we get to speak. Right. And I think, you know, our, our desire is always to um, impart encouragement on the industry and 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 bring a fresh perspective. But I'm ready for the perspective that we might get sitting down at breakfast or lunch or in the afternoon, you know, just hanging out as we get to see and meet new dealers and, and gain perspective about what's going on, where they're at and how they're handling the challenges and, and, and opportunities within um, their organization. So that's what I'm most excited about. It's like a, it's a captive listening audience yeah. for me that and I get to hear. And, and it's a big family event, right? Every it's an annual yeah. thing. Everyone's bringing their families. We're bringing our families. So, you know, uh, we're bound to have a little bit of fireworks. Also uh, the end of this week, we'll talk about this more maybe tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, I'm going to be heading out to VCon, V E E C O N. It is like the tip of the spear conference. I mean, everyone's going to be there. Uh, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> talk about it more because we don't have time to talk about it today but in our efforts to bring something to the automotive industry that's never been brought before we're paying attention to all the cutting edge things that are going on so oh, yeah. uh the next thing you come to that we put on you might be like where the heck did this come from and now yeah. if you're paying attention you might have a little bit of idea of where it came from let's talk about some news so mcdonald's 
is literally pulling out of Russia altogether. They're closing up shop. They've been there for 30 years, and they're like, they're out. It's wild. It's it's pretty nuts to me. You know, the stat was that they've been closed since March all across Russia, yet continue to pay at 600 or 60,000 no, people employees. were getting salaries still. That's, that's, you know what? We worry about like, like five or six around a soda world. <laughs> I know, right? Like you think about, you think about that and you think, you know, big, big corporation, big conglomerate and that like kudos to McDonald's for continuing to pay those employees while they're not open. That's yeah, a big that's a deal. Good look. That's a, I'm impressed with McDonald's. Honestly, I would have not, that wouldn't have been the first company I'd have been like, yeah, they'll close down and keep paying everyone. I think that you should celebrate. I think you should celebrate by having McDonald's for lunch. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> He's with you in spirit, McDonald's. Uh, yeah. And apparently it's going to cost the company 1.4 to $1.6 billion, but they are planning on selling all of their outlets to a local wow. buyer, and I'm sure they're not going to stay McDonald's. Um, you know, they've been doing the business there for 30 years. There are a lot of studies that show, like, when McDonald's is in a country, it actually has a stabilizing effect on global global politics and economics so uh, it is when you look at those things it's unbelievable just to see how like you know how like commercialization of food tends to bring countries closer together i'm burgers starbucks did it with coffee so um you know just it's, it's kind of like what we think retail automotive does for the u.s it's kind of what we know it does for the u.s Whoa. it's kind of like what we know retail auto does for the u.s right. we just need everyone else to realize it too <laughs> and that's the mission that we're on um so, yeah, so that's going on. We thought it was an interesting, just broke, that news just broke this morning. So, um, you know, whatever's going on in retail, big retail specifically, um, does affect the mindset. It does affect business. So we thought we'd, uh, thought we'd mention it this morning. We have a really funny, ironic story to talk about next. So this is, <laughs> this is classic manufacturer. Just classic, right? And, and VW's doing a lot of great things. We actually talked about VW and how they are very brand first. Like they understand communication on Friday, but it it sounds like maybe they don't understand communication as much as they, as maybe our perception was. Well, brand communication is different than a person. You're right. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of VW dealers were like they heard the news about the scout and were like, "Wait, what? What what is happening right now? So you're gonna do this? Take this brand? How are we gonna sell it? Like, is it gonna be community? It got communicated on the same day to dealers that it got communicated to the rest of the population. And I think maybe the dealer reps too, Kyle, (laughs) because so here's the story on Friday, right? We're all proud of ourselves. We're talking about the scout. We're we're like, like, oh, VW always understood brand. And now this is the pickup truck answer. A lot of dealers have been asking for a pickup truck for a long time. So Kyle and I are in an elevator in Tampa going up to a meeting room. We're going to have a little day of a Sodu powwow, right? Our whole team's moving up there. And, you know, we're in there. When someone gets in the elevator with a badge on, right, you're always like, let's try not to look right at their badge to see who right. they are. But yeah. casually, we're going to glance down and see if we know them or where they're from. And uh, this young lady was from Volkswagen of America. I'm like, oh, it's a Volkswagen rep. So thought thought we were being real cute and clever. We were Naturally. like, hey. That new Scout looks so good. It's like super cool that VW's bringing that back. And she was like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. She does one of those things where it's like, I should know what you're talking about. She did but not I know. no clue what you're talking and about. So th- and so I'm just kind of kind of smile and nod. Thankfully, yeah. the elevator door opened like within, ten, like, within five seconds because <laughs> it made that moment a little more awkward or a little less awkward. But in, in reality, 
she probably had no idea. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, and I think this is... Or she man, did and she didn't t- want to talk about it. <laughs> that yeah, would right. have been even more awkward. Oh, yeah. It, it couldn't be. Yeah, maybe that. she had conversations that morning with dealers no, she that didn't were mad know. about it. She didn't know about it. She was still it. kind of reeling from that. Who no, knows? She didn't but know. But I think, I think that this is interesting. It's like, what, what if we actually utilize the power of internal belief, right? It's when you transfer belief to your employees or your dealers or whoever it is, you have the ability to capture the retail mindset on the ground level instead of just doing it at the global level from an announcement perspective. Doing an end run. It's Super Bowl commercials, Kyle. Yeah. And uh, on Friday, this is from, I think it was an automotive news article, quoting from the article, on Friday, May 13th, VW of America sales and marketing head Andrew Savas sent a letter to the brand's 650 dealers confirming, which means that like, they asked, Confirm, right. <laughs> confirming that Scout will be an independent brand within VW Group and they will have no, dealers will have no claim on its products. That's messed up. Well, look, it's not, that a, it's not that a company can't develop new products that are not within the dealer network. I understand that, right? It's not like a dealer doesn't have rights to every product the company develops. Right. However, when it's a market segment and something that has really been fleshed out and been brought to the market through the local dealers. They've been asking for it. They've probably, the dealer advisory, they've probably been advising on it, right? And then for it to come out this way, I mean, was it, is it 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 wrong? It's a scary precedent. It does. For the rest of the manufacturers. Mm -hmm. And that's what's most concerning to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's going to get really confused. It's going to get Control what you can control. And like, Keep pushing back on your dealer representative, on your OEM reps, on on the people that are making those decisions. Speak to your dealer advisory boards and make sure this doesn't set a precedent for all of the other manufacturers. Because, man, we know, like you were saying, like, can you just talk about how it. confusing this is going to get? Right. So, right. Yeah. You have this vehicle and it's a Volkswagen. Everyone knows it is. It's a Scout. And they have their own network of sales and service and reps and it's not the dealer and the lo- because what do customers want? They want to be able to walk in and ask questions and dig in Yo. and relate to people. And all of a sudden, you're going to be oh no, actually over there you'll go ask those questions. Not over here you can ask these questions. It's 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 so, it's a tough one setting up, and especially I mean, when I think of VW dealers, right? I already think of like a niche community of enthusiasts absolutely right yep vw is not a mass market product well it is but you know what i'm saying it's not like vw drivers already have this built-in sense of like cool and adventure and trendy and and, like i don't fully get it but we don't make the news folks we just report it but uh this had a this had a fun tie back to what we did and like kyle said like this the show isn't over like this is where dealers do need to push back and show prove that you know, they are a viable and valuable part of the distribution network, the one that is closest connected to the consumer, more than the way like a great Super Bowl connect commercial could actually make a difference. The only reason that works, like great commercials work, is because you have a very great execution on the other side of it. Yep. Or else it's pop and fizzle and it's over. Um, I wanted a speaking of so bad right there. No, I'm not going to. No, we just, can just do speaking of retail every single time. Time. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever we can do uh peloton 
is uh, their stock, we've talked about this the last year, their, their stock's still plummeting, their performance is plummeting, while in-person options, specifically Planet Fitness, is actually on the rise and on the increase. Now, I think at face value, when I looked at this, when I saw this article, I was like, oh, that makes sense, right? Because at home and in-person are shifting. We're in the middle right. of the shift where everyone's getting out, and I'd rather go to Planet Fitness than sit in my house and ride my Peloton, but it's a little deeper than that. It's a little deeper mm. than that, because... Their churn rate, Kyle, for Peloton is less than 1%. It's wild. It's, it's slightly nuts. lower than Netflix. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So so they're keeping all of their customers. It's, I, it's, obviously that there's, it's obvious that there's not a People lot of selling, right? And then there's also not a lot of new buyers, right? Because the, I mean, yeah, think 500, about that. It was like 570% growth during the pandemic, right? Yeah. And this, the conditions obviously we're poor merited it, that yes absolutely yeah and and i think it was what's interesting about so many of these companies that saw these massive gains during the pandemic is it was um you know overinflated uh numbers for what the, what their typical growth would have been i mean we're seeing that with carvana on the the retail automotive side is this overinflation of um, excitement about the brand or an attention to it because it met a unique, you know, need for a particular time period. And then it didn't, these, these brands didn't have like a way to scale past a unique time, uh, a unique time, um, and a, and, and a unique need. Yeah. And so I think that that's where you're seeing some of these other brands and we're seeing like, Retail automotive having the staying power, Planet Fitness having the staying power because they actually meet people in both spaces. Yeah. It's not so Peloton, they found they cultivated a great community. The people love yep. the product. They grew because of a situation beyond their control, but they just happen to have the right product market fit at the moment, yep. right? Exactly. Now, granted, they're not hemorrhaging, right? People are staying. 99% of people are staying. Right, some people are checking out, but one percent churn is like unheard of in yeah, something like this. Yeah. Right, so they're doing a great job, and it really comes with a mindset shift on like what is the business actually going to be in the future? Right, what is the real revenue? Because when you have the attention of a community, right, you have opportunity. They have the attention; they're a functional they part of people's life, and it's their health too. Right, it's not like a Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> right? Right? it's like it has to do with how people feel and their you know physical identity and all that stuff so it's really good things now, now planet fitness obviously um they're just doing a great job of welcoming people back it, it's a complicated world to welcome people back and open up but they did a great job of it their net income increased uh 16 million dollars um you know over previous wow. period uh, 37 new stores opened in q1 so they are opening retail That's strong think about it they're opening retail the, well, and here's time. the thing, like they are super accessible, yeah. right? Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, if you compare like ha having a Peloton to a Lifetime Fitness, um, which I don't know if you have Lifetime up there, we but uh, a Lifetime Fitness, which is going to be anywhere between like $70 and $180 for a family, mm -hmm. right? So you go to Planet Fitness and you're talking about $10 a month. It's crazy. I mean, you get it on the special sale, which happens like nine times a month, this, or right. nine times a year, the quote unquote special sale. You're like $1 entry fee, $10 a month. You're never even going to think about it, let alone 
like just the environment is captive to a really like broad audience. And so, you know, being in person also having, they have an app. Like if you are a subscriber, you have an app where you have fitness online, which is what Mm, Peloton has only. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's I I don't know. I think $10 a month is a fair price to pay just to have the key tag. So people think you work out. But I got the key tag. Like, I'm good. Come on, man. I've been watching you for the last six months. You ain't working out. <laughs> but you great. got the key tag. Ten bucks a month. Fair price to pay. Um, you know, like, so speaking of transitioning your business from what you thought you were going to do to what you're actually doing. Hey. Segway. Time. That was an extended segue, but definitely relevant. Um, This kind of tagging off our news about Carvana and the massive layoffs last week and how the auto industry was handling that. Vroom also laid off 14% of its workforce. Um, That's that's a lot, but, you know, when you think of the numbers, it's 14% of their workforce is 270 people. Right. You know what I mean? It's just a much smaller company. But they've reprioritized profitability over growth, right? So that is a massive shift. When you're thinking like, hey, we're going to be a unicorn, we're going to grow fast, and we're going to just keep investing in the growth and losing money, they were like, let's learn something really quick, mm. and let's just start making money on car deals. You know what they could also start doing? Start taking care of customers. <laughs> Sorry, had to say it. Got them. Sorry, Texas, all of that stuff. Right? Well, I mean, those, th- no, that's those two things Profitability comes right after taking care of the people that are paying you. Well, right? that, that comes with focusing on today instead of tomorrow, honestly. Yes. Right? Because when you're focusing on tomorrow, we have to grow as well. We'll throw more money at it. We'll throw more money at it. Like, if we move fast enough, all these problems won't be able to catch up with us. We right. know that's not true. We know problems do catch up. They have been catching up. And for Varum, it's interesting for them publicly saying um, that we're going to focus on profitability. You know, we always talk about stocks and publicly traded companies specifically as a balance between is it a voting machine right now? Like, is the stock price based on the actual fundamentals of the business like revenue and profit? Or is it a voting machine based on, you know, what people feel about the company and growth? Well, growth, when you focus on hyper growth and you see some hyper growth, people just start pulling the voting machine. Sounds like right. Vroom is saying, like, eh, we think that being a weighing machine is more sustainable in the future. Yeah, and and I would agree with them, especially heading into, you know, potential economic turmoil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, thinking high growth over the next, you know, uh, 12 to 18 months is probably not a strategy that's going to keep you um, in a high growth mode, right? No. So, And when we talk yeah. about the takeaway, right, all these kind of have a current theme in the takeaway. And- it is focus on what is going on right now. It doesn't mean we can't think and plan for what's going to happen in the future, but don't neglect the fact that the fundamentals of the car business are taking care of people first, right? Making decisions yes. with taking care of people first and taking care of your community first. And like, yep. what is that going to do for you in the next six and 12 months overthinking like, oh, how are these yeah, major I think shifts? People, people hear us a lot and we talk a lot about looking forward and thinking about, you know, what's coming next. But the reality is, is the one foot now, one foot future is extremely important. And, and especially right now, thinking about your current business, what you can control, setting yourself up, you know, to succeed long into the future. It is about focusing on now. It is focusing about on your current customer base, the way that they're engaging with you, the way that they're communicating about you, because that's your future success. Everything set up future success right now is about how what consumer sentiment is of your brand. 
Absolutely. Gary Vaynerchuk calls it clouds and dirt, right? You have to be have your head in the clouds and looking over what's, but you also have the hands in the dirt on a regular basis. Last story for the day. I think we got through a record five stories today. Let's go. Let's go. We just wanted to talk briefly about the fact that Car, Car Gurus has entered the market with their online retail platform. They're calling it super uniquely digital deal, right? <laughs> Why do you laugh? Um, Why do you laugh? It's a very direct name. It is. It's a very direct name. Uh, just, you know, nothing unique there. No, but, but I don't think any, uh, consum- gonna I don't think any consumers like, I would love a digital deal. Yeah, I want I my know. digital I, deal. I hate next, he- right? I don't want to throw shade on the name, though. It just, I mean, it is we're just it is. reaction, but... But 249 bucks per rooftop. So here's here's like coming from the marketing side. It's like, oh, yep, there's another bolt on to be able to do, you know, business digitally with customers. Um, You know, you're talking about basically adding another digital retailing to the tool to the stack. So just an encouragement to dealers is be careful. Like if you are entering that, if you do want to enter, enter that, recognize that your that your company, that the people that you are having engaged with that platform, have to learn a new platform, engage in a new medium, probably have another login. Um, so just being aware that the retail mindset here is very important and, and recognizing what your retail brand looks like across multiple different platforms. Uh, just be cognizant of that, I think, is the encouragement there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to throw shade on the name. I did throw shade on the name. You threw shade on the name. I do. It's okay. It just seemed a little literal. <laughs> Sometimes a little literal is okay, and I'm sure there's a whole focus group that decided on that name, and, you know, it probably proved that it, it's just very clear and effective. I don't know. I don't know what else to talk about. We've talked about too much. We've done all the it's things It's only today. Monday. It's only 9.19 on the East Coast. Like, we've already talked about all this stuff. Either way, we have a whole lot of work in front of us this week. You have a whole lot of work in front of you this week. We have a whole lot of work in front of us this week, so let's stick together, get the work done, and let's go serve some people on a Monday. Monday.